0: Oh. Feel me. We rolling. Uh, audio rolling. Everything good. All right, I'm still trying to figure out the framing on this camera and how, I'm, how I'm supposed to be doing this and how I would prefer to be doing this. I'm 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 new to all this stuff, man. Just so bear with me. All these episodes, the camera quality. My nigga, real. Shout out to real. Uh, he ended up hitting me up. And was telling me to turn down the aperture on the camera uh so i could get a better a better look for the shot and all of that i appreciate you reaching out to me i appreciate you watching too because clearly you watched if you if you had enough input to tell me how to change the shot but this camera got limitations it's pretty old camera it's not really achieving the look that we were discussing because it's it's kind of an old camera at this point i need to give me a new one i will give me a new one but for now this will be working with uh I'm Ray Karan. This is Streams episode 4. Um I don't I don't look, I'm so not scripted that I don't even have a name for this episode. I barely even know what I'm talking about yet, but I just want to be proactive enough to just turn this camera on and work regularly. So, I think I know what we're going to talk about, but the first thing that I want to talk about, happy new year. This is the new year. This is the, today as of recording this, it is January 1. It is in the evening. Uh, I had a pretty good night last night with my girlfriend and her her daughter and her, uh, I guess what you would call like a niece or something, technically, but we had a good time. We was watching Harry Potter movies last night. Amazing time. Good conversation. You know, good attitudes. My kids were with their mom, so I didn't get to bring in a new year with my kids, but I'll see them. Uh, soon enough, probably tomorrow But uh, Happy New Year to everybody The first thing I wanted to cover in this particular episode though Is I wanted to go over um, Just randomly I wanted to go over the uh, my favorite albums of last year Because I've seen a lot of talk about um, I'm, People making lists about The best this or that last year The best this, the best that So I kind of wanted to throw my little two cents in there As far as albums go um, Let me see if I can pull this up though um. So I made a playlist Let's see if it'll pull up <clears throat> Okay, cool Sorry, so just real quick I don't want to make it a big thing But my top five albums of 2020 Are It's Almost Dry by Pusha T This is in no particular order I'm just reading it as I see it on my phone It's Almost Dry by Pusha T Learn to Swim by Red Veil Kings Disease 3 by Nas. Um What is this album called? The Forever Story by JID, I think that's what it's called. I can't remember the exact name of this album, but JID's 2022 album. I think it was called The Forever Story or The Never Story or something. He got like a series of albums with those with those names, but uh those are my those are four. So I had a hard time choosing between these last two. Uh, Last few, actually, because one of them isn't on this list. But I had, um, so I had Souls album on there that just came out, I think, at the very beginning of December or maybe even the middle of December. And I liked it, and I liked it a lot. But I don't know if I like it more than I like these albums. And the other two albums that I have, kind of fighting for the fifth space is um, Sick by by uh, Earl Sweatshirt. It's not the greatest album in the world, but it just resonated with me. I like Earl. I like his vibe. I like his production. And I like, um, you know, it's just something about the way he puts his art together that's just so interesting to me. So Sick by Earl and Deluxe by Suppy never really dies which is um, one of my friends and clients, but his album came out after me fighting with him and plenty of other people fighting with him to release it. He finally put it out this year or last year, and it's solid. I mixed it, so I'm biased a little bit, but, f- f- you know, fuck all that. It was a good album, bro. It was a, it was a good album, and he's a good writer, the hooks, the the subject matter was pretty interesting and all of that. It's called Deluxe by Suppy Never Really Dies. Um, if you're reading this and you don't know who that is, you spell his name, S-U-P-P-Y-N-V-R-L-Y-D-I-E-S, and that is all one word, and it's usually always capitalized too. So those are my picks for albums of last year. Like, It was a lot of good music that came out. I'm surprised Kendrick didn't make my list. I mean, I'm not surprised, but in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, as much as I like Kendrick and as much as I, I mean, the album was cool, but like, as much as I like Kendrick and as much as, much as I've liked Kendrick historically, that album didn't really hit me that hard. Um, like, I listened to it more than once for sure. I listened to that album for a couple of weeks, probably two, three weeks consistently, and I liked it. It was some songs on there that I listened to more than once. Uh, Silent Hill, obviously, was one of them with Kodak, but and, uh, that album didn't do it for me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it, 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 it was kind of boring to me, and 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 I don't say that in a Tipper Butterfly kind of way, because Tipper Butterfly was boring, but that album is a masterpiece to me, but mr morale it didn't really do it for me my guy it was it was it was it, it it didn't really hit me that well it didn't resonate with me so uh you know i have to unfortunately exclude that from the list but anyway we can move on i i don't know what i'm about to talk about i'm about to pull up this list and i, I think i kind of know what i'm going to choose but um i don't really know yet so i have the life of an engineer. And there's a I want I kind of want to make that episode interesting because you niggas, who you niggas have no idea. I have two talented on here, and I don't even remember what that's in reference to, but I'm sure I could figure out something to talk about. But that won't be it today. The concept of the greatest in rap. Uh, I do want to talk about that eventually, but I don't want to talk about that today. Your aesthetic things, things don't define you. You define your things. Not judging people on their interests. Uh, that's, I think that's one of the I'll be talking about that real soon Because that's that's something I had a lot to say about um, Real hip hop versus what rap is today uh, Nah Not today But that's also another thing I, w- I had a lot to say about Because there's like this dividing line And this like polarizing fight Between like purist hip hop niggas And Young niggas and older niggas Essentially thinking that young niggas is not Real hip hop and shit And I don't agree with that As an old nigga I think old niggas are totally wrong about that Um Lead with the sword breakdown episode Yeah I want to do an episode breaking down My song lead with the sword Which was on my no saviors album Talking about the meaning behind the song And the meaning behind some of the lines in the song Not doing that today Uh, I wanted to revisit the topic of submission. It was a video I did on my Instagram before, um, I actually started this series that I just kind of threw up because I used to kind of do that every now and then just find a topic that was inspiring to me and kind of just throw it up, um, and just talk about it on in my Instagram page. And it wasn't really formatted into anything in particular, but I want to revisit that in a little more, uh. And, and elaborate a little more on my ideas around that, plus some things that I might have learned since then. But this topic, the concept of overly masculine men and their rejection of self-care and how that threatens their sexuality and their egos in in a lot of ways. And this is the topic that I was gravitating towards um, all week. I was thinking about that concept Kind of a lot recently And it came up because I was uh, I was getting ready to go see my woman No, no No, that wasn't that time I was getting ready to go um, To this restaurant With with a couple of my homeboys That I've been knowing for damn near all my life You know what I'm saying? I've been knowing for 20 years And one of them I've been knowing for 25 years The other one I've been knowing for damn near 20 years And we were just going uh, The other day, it was like 3 days ago we, none of us had anything. Uh, we hadn't linked up and talked in a minute. Kind of, you know, you go out with your peoples, man. Update each other on your lives and just kind of blow off some steam. You know, have a good time. You don't really even need no reason. I don't even know why I'm explaining. But we linked up, went out to a hot pot restaurant, ate like kings. Uh, it was, the spread was amazing. I should have put up a picture in this video because I did take a picture of it. But yeah, man, I was getting ready to go and I was putting on cologne. Right. And then I had thought about the way that I used to think about like putting on cologne just when you're going out with like the guys and like how that used to make me feel as a kid, like a teenager, like I ain't putting on the cologne. That's gay. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's ridiculous for uh, any of us to think that way. Right. Because I used to think that way when I was young and stupid and ego-driven and everything was like super extra masculine. And I still have friends that think that way and I I feel sorry for them because I think that's a terrible, unhealthy way to view things and a, a perspective to have. You know, we, we, we over, you know, we overprotect our images for fear of being judged or made fun of. And I think that's all it is. You're projecting your insecurities outward as this code that you're following, but it's only just, you being afraid of being who you are in any given setting. So you, you know, you overcompensate or you overprotect yourself by shooting down these basic concepts like self-care. There are men that still believe in at this age. It is not about it being the year 2020 because 2022 or 2023, I was about to say in the year 2023, there's still men that think like that. The year has nothing to do with it. The thinking and the age is more important to me. Like, I'm 34, right? Now, at 34, you should have been able to live enough life, interact with enough people, draw inspiration and learning from enough people to learn that your sexuality or what you're capable of as a man or what you're made of as a man and how you're perceived as a man has nothing to do with the way that you take care of yourself. I mean, it does, though. Because if you don't take care of it, it's just not in the way that people tend to think. You know, here you have a man that wants to be perceived as masculine and powerful and big and strong, so they're afraid to do things like get a manicure because they think that that means that they're gay or that they are less of a man or they're soft or they're metrosexual. Now, I think those things do mean, I mean, they do mean things. Those things have archetypes and behaviors and patterns, but one, those things don't necessarily have to be a negative. And two, just because you're a man that likes to have clean nails doesn't mean that you're soft or that I won't knock one of you motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that. And that's something that I had to accept over time. And it... It really came by way of being around women, bro. Romantically or otherwise, actually. You get around women. I'll tell you this quick little uh, short story. Like, I got with a woman, the mother of my children. um, And at the time, I was still working my day job. I was working at a, a printing company where I used to work on big, giant, dirty, greasy machines I used to work with ink because it was a printing company. So we had to clean out ink tr- ink trays and clean out water and etch and solvent. And I would come home smelling like all these chemicals and covered in ink and oil and just dirty, right? And I used to—like, we used to wear gloves, but the gloves were latex, and they would break easily. So my point is, I would have oil and paint— And dirt and all kind of shit under my nails, and my nails were damaged and my hands were damaged. They were always discolored and dirty and whatever, right? And I didn't care about that kind of stuff because I was, I'm a, you know, I'm a working man. It was like that's just what it is. This is how I make my money every day. I'm not afraid of getting dirty. I'm still not to this day, even though I work a job like this where I'm essentially removed from those kinds of things. But, um, you know. I still make sure not to turn my recording off because that would be horrible. But I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still very capable of getting dirty. I change my brakes every now and then when I when I feel like it. You know, I still go outside. I'm still a man's man, right? I still can know how to run a lawnmower. I still do handiwork, all of that. But the point that I'm getting to with this long-winded speech is that I got with this woman who kind of demanded a standard of cleanliness from me that other women hadn't demanded from me prior. It was new to me. And initially, it was insulting. I'm like, you know, you won't let me touch you because my hands are dirty? You know what I'm saying? I didn't like that shit. I didn't like that. It kind of like, you know, because I take things personal, I personalize things, and I'm so sensitive and shit. I'm like, like you, you won't tell me I can't touch you because my hands are dirty? But then when I got over myself, And I accepted what she was saying for what she was saying. And I accepted the fact that she was demanding something that she, it was a standard that she said, you know, who am I to tell her she can't have a standard of cleanliness when it comes to her being intimate with someone? You know what I'm saying? Because I have a standard too. You know, I would prefer to my women bathe and wash and manicure their bodies the way that I I like. You know, I'm not super anal about it. I'm not going to reject you and shun you or if you don't, um certain things you know i still want you to wash your motherfucking eyes but i'm saying you know what i'm saying like we like to ha- our women to have their nails done and their hair did and to be kind of like in shape and be pretty and you know for us at the very least you know i can respect this woman telling me that she don't want me to be playing with her coochie with dirt and oil all up under my nails. It's, i mean it's really realistic if you think about it and then As a young man, I didn't understand how those things can affect a woman's pH and all of that shit, right? So it kind of changed my perspective. So she took me to get a manicure one time. I hated the experience, but I learned the lesson that she was trying to teach me, you know what I'm saying? I was just kind of like, okay, you know. And I was uncomfortable. This was a long time ago. I was still in my mid-20s. You know, I'm 34 today. So this was a long time ago. But it challenged me. It challenged me in a place that I had never been challenged before because my father, I never watched my father get manicures and stuff and and I used to try to uphold the idea of him that I had in my head. But here's the kicker. I was upholding this image that I had of my father in my head. Like my father wouldn't do no shit like this. Like, no, I'm a real man, right? And around this time, I kind of had a distance between me and my father that I hadn't had because... You know, this was the first time me being in the world up. I wasn't up under my parents anymore. Right. So I'm out in the world operating from this idea that I formulated for my father, excuse me for my voice. Right. And then as an adult to sort of like reestablish my relationship with my father and reconnect with my father and come around him and learn him in a way that I hadn't known him because I had changed and he had changed. You know, I graduated high school, moved out the house. My family split up and I wasn't around my father every day like I I used to be. And I reconnected with him, had to relearn him and he had to relearn me. And we were basically starting from scratch with our relationship and relearning each other. And I found that he had abandoned a lot of his ideals from back then. You know, this is a man that I've watched knock people out. This is a man that I watch do a lot of things that I won't say on this camera. But or this mic, but now his visions and his standards for himself had changed. So here I am rejecting these ideas because I'm I'm comparing myself to what I think my father is or who I think my father is. But he had changed. So here I am, like, I ain't getting no manicure that. My dad wouldn't do no shit like that. I'm a real man. bro you sound like a fucking idiot. because now here you are dealing with a woman that wants you to be clean and she likes certain things, and you're like not wanting to give her what she wants, because you're trying to be what some man wants you to be. It's backwards. You think you getting a manicure as gay because you're trying to uphold yourself to what some man thinks you should be, wouldn't that be what's gay? You know what I'm saying? Ain't that what gay is? To like, you're like trying to appeal men, appeal to men? No. Then, I mean, it wasn't even just my baby mama. It was like lots of women I was running into and dealing with, like had a standard of cleanliness for men. It's like when you grow up, you run into women of a different quality or or not even grow up in age but grow up in mentality. When you start seeking better women, women start requiring more of you. So all of this as it relates to self-care in men specifically and how we reject certain things because we think it's soft or we think it's gay or we think it's weak is really ridiculous because you're, you're upholding an image of what a nigga think you should be, what a man think you should be. That's ridiculous. I don't give a fuck about what one of you niggas like about me, in terms of like my image or sexuality. I care about what my woman like, my girlfriend today. You know, we talk about me and her talking about doing all kinds of things together. Go get massage together. Let's go get our, let's go get manicures together. Let's go get our feet done. And you niggas that think it's gangster to have your feet ugly as hell is ridiculous, too. Because who is you climbing into bed with at the end of the day is my question. You getting into the bed, you ain't clipped your toenails in four months, your feet dry, you got fungus on your nails. And you like, nigga, I ain't getting no pedicure because that's gay. To who? You think your woman like your feet smelling like fungus, bruh? Or are you tearing up the bed sheets with your long-ass pterodactyl nails? We got re- to rewire the way that we think, bro. I grew up in Detroit, and I can only speak to Detroit. When I was young in the 90s going to school, everything was gay. We couldn't jump rope because it was gay. We couldn't do gymnastics because it was gay. You couldn't be flexible because it was gay. You couldn't, I don't know. You couldn't like certain foods. You couldn't eat a sucker around these niggas. You, you know what I'm saying? Nigga couldn't get a lollipop as a kid. Nigga, I'm seven. I can't even eat a lollipop around you niggas because it's gay. Where did all this masculine, over-masculine shit come from? I'm a seven-year-old, and I can't eat a lollipop because niggas think it's gay. Bro, before anything, I'm seven years old. I just fell out of a vagina a few years ago. I can't eat a lollipop because I'm forced to fight up against this standard of what gay and what's manly at seven years old or nine years old or 12 years old. Why do I got to be a grown man at 12? You know what I'm saying? That's damaging. Making a motherfucker feel like they can't be who they are because they have to be beholding to some standard that we imagined that's ridiculous to me you know what i'm saying it's it's ridiculous like i don't understand that and it's 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 impossible to to keep up with it's hard work like so when you think about that like i didn't start getting i i never had a massage until i was 30 years old the first time i had a massage i was in miami in 2020 i was 32 years old the first massage I ever got was two years ago. It was November of 2020. Today it is January of 2023. That was just over two years ago. And the reason I never had a massage, it was a mixture of things. It was because I just never really thought about it. But when I, I mean, you know, I haven't thought about it a lot in 32 years of living. It was just not something I didn't really think to do because this, see, this pertains to how a person views themselves, how they care about themselves and how they take care of themselves, and it's all a reflection of how you feel internally about yourself, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you, um, the, way that you um, the, the, the things that you think you deserve. It's all indicative and directly reflected by the way that you feel about you on the inside, right? So I had never thought to get a massage because I'm like, you know, I'm not even thinking about taking care of myself. I go to work, I destroy my body for a paycheck, and I come home, I get bad sleep on a terrible couch that's falling in and sinking in the middle. I got back problems. I never think to go talk to a chiropractor because I don't care about myself. And that's the problem. You know, we have all these unrealistic standards and these things, these metrics that we judge everything by. Everything is gay to us in Detroit. All these young black men walking around and we're like over masculinized. Now, I don't think we should be demasculinized because that's a different argument. I'm not saying we should be walking around being effeminate unless that's who you are. Be who you are, but that's not who I am. And I'm not gonna be that to appease the world, right? So I'm not effeminate. I don't walk around dropping my wrists like this and I don't have feminine characteristics and I don't have feminine mannerisms physically because that's not who I am, you know? But I don't have to shame people that are like that. I don't have to shame those things in order for me to be who I am. But I also don't agree that masculine features and masculine uh, uh, mannerisms should be villainized or, you know, looked down on either. I don't, that's not what I think. We should all be who the fuck we are. That's just the end of the story, bro. You know, but as a kid growing up in this city with all these black kids that were all coming from these environments that were terrible in all sorts of ways, niggas didn't have their fathers, yet I'm going to school listening to these niggas who don't have fathers tell me how to be a man. Why am I listening to you? You being raised by your mother coming to school telling me how to be a man. And now I'm growing up with this idea that everything is gay. Listening to these kids, and then you grow up into an adult and you maintain these ideas, and you don't do inventory. You don't realize it's time to check yourself and and reevaluate your ideas. You know what I'm saying? You're still operating on ideas that you formulated when you was 13. Why? That's ridiculous. When you get older, it's time to do inventory. Go through your brain and filter out the things that no longer serve you. We operate from these places that protect us when we need them to, and then we keep them like hoarders. You know what I'm saying? We keep these negative, ridiculous ideas attached to us because they used to protect us, and then we're afraid of letting go of these ideas or these these mantras and these things that served us and protected us for so long because we think we still need them. The same way that a hoarder on the TLC channel will keep an empty cereal box because they're afraid of throwing it away because they think they'll need it. Now you got a whole bedroom full of empty cereal boxes because you're afraid of letting it go. That's what your brain is doing right now. You're afraid of letting go of these ideals because you're so afraid of being judged as gay because you used to be when we was in elementary school or on the playground or on the basketball court. We not there no more. You know, it ultimately comes down to self-esteem. It's like you have to love yourself enough to, first of all, take care of yourself, but also to not give a fuck about what another motherfucker think about you. I don't give a fuck what a nigga think about me when I go home to a woman with a big booty and some big titties who love me and kiss on me and want to have sex with me because my body, you know, is well-groomed and I smell good. I'm sure if I came in the bed smelling like Dookie, she wouldn't want to have sex with me or want to lay up with me. Who would? Why am I thinking about what a grown man think about me before I think about what my woman or what my kids or, my, you know, We have to reevaluate the way that we view things, perception, why you think the way that you think. It has a lot to do with the fact that you hate yourself. And it has a lot to do with the fact that other people have convinced you to hate yourself. We go through a lot of things as kids, bro. Kids are cruel. They don't have filters. They just say things. And we say things without the knowledge that they will damage people, right? As kids, I've done it. Other people have done it to me. But then we grow up and we fail to shed these things that we should have shed or we should have never even took on in the first place. So for niggas to think that it's gay for me to get a manicure, why? Y'all niggas just walk around with ugly ass fingers. You know, I mean, and and here's, here's the kicker though. Like I know a lot of working men. I know carpenters and mechanics and plumbers and I know all kinds of people. Um, within different backgrounds and professions, right? And a lot of times their hands look fucked up, as I described in the beginning of this video. Um, My hands used to look fucked up because of the trade that I worked in. I was a printer. It was a skilled trade. I had to know how to do that, And and I had to do it every day. Even if I got regular manicures, I would destroy the manicure anyway. So my point is, like, I understand why some men's hands look fucked up, bro because that's how you make your living. Your hands are fucked up because it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. A manicure is not going to save it. I know that. I've been that person, right? But for those of us that are not in that line of work where your hands are only fucked up because you, you lack the self-care that it needs for you to look like a person who lives in a home, <laughs> like, why do you want me to look like you for the sake of not being perceived as gay. I'm not gay. I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say what I really want. Man, no. You know, I told myself I was going to start being more honest. Like, a lot of you niggas that's walk around calling niggas gay for getting manicures. Like, I, first of all, I've only ever had the one manicure that I mentioned earlier. My, my baby mama took me. That's the only manicure I ever had. But I, I know how to take care of my own nails. I... I learned how to do that on my own. And I, I've i always known how to do that. She just wanted to expose me to something new. You know what I'm saying? For her, you know, she wanted me to be clean for her. Nothing wrong with that. But I've always known how to take care of my own nails because my father taught me how. My mother and my father, but mostly my father. Because he used to sit there and painstakingly just clip his nails and clean, make sure his cuticles were pushed back and all of that. That's what he taught me how to do, him and my mom. But I, I, it really, it impacted me mostly for my father because he's a man, right? But, um, I was gonna say though, a lot of the niggas running around calling niggas gay for getting things like manicures, like I've taken some of y'all bitches before. You run around on Instagram and Facebook and in the real world saying everything is gay. But I done took some of y'all bitches before. I'm not proud of that. As a man who will soon be married, and as a man who loves women, and 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 I I, I want to be careful with how I treat people and the things that I do to people, and I understand the the implications of adultery and and shit like that. But so I, I'm not necessarily saying it from a braggadocious standpoint. But the facts is the facts, bro. This, y'all running around saying everything gay. And it's so easy to take y'all bitches, bro. You know why? Because y'all niggas don't pay attention. Y'all stupid. You bring nothing to the table. You smell like shit. Your beard stank. Your hair stank. Your breath stank. Your face is dirty. Your body is dirty. Your ass is dirty. Your underarms are dirty. You don't know how to shave. You don't know how to do Shit. You don't even go to the barbershop regularly. Niggas is ass, bro. That's why it's easy to take your bitch. Y'all niggas don't have shit to talk about. You're not interested. You're not engaging. You're not attentive. You're not affectionate. Y'all niggas is telling me everything is gay, but your woman don't even like you, bro. Your woman don't even like you. A nigga told me one time when I was, like, 18 before I even had a beard. He told me that he was talking to a woman that told him, like, niggas need to pay more attention to how they take care of their beards because your nigga's beards be smelling like ass. This is way before I had a beard. A nigga told me this, and he told me by way of a woman that told him that. He did have a beard. And he was saying it jokingly, man. Y'all niggas need to start taking care of y'all beards. Or, and in turn, in turn, and essentially saying, y'all need to take better care of y'all selves. Y'all are so busy running around talking about everything is gay. You're depriving yourself of so many things, bro. You know, we can all have our standards as far as how we operate and, like, the things that we view. Like, I, you know, I'm not a gay man and I don't give a fuck about trying to appease the world. I'm not going to act like a gay man. You know, I'm not going to put on a fucking skirt because the world is telling me to. I don't agree with those things. But the, the shit that y'all are saying is gay. I'm not going to do, like, I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. I can't go to the chiropractor because it's gay. Oh, you let another man be your chiropractor? Yes, because he went to school for it, dumbass. What am I supposed to let you do it? Or am I supposed to walk around like a fucking the hunchback of Notre Dame because it's gay to let another nigga crack my back? Y'all niggas is ridiculous, bro. Like, y'all niggas is ridiculous. I, I suffered from back problems for years. I did manual labor from the moment I turned 18 till I was 29. I did manual labor for 11 years straight. I worked for FedEx. I work for Sears Warehouse, and I work for a printing company that I will not name. My back was fucked up. And because niggas have convinced me that it's gay or it's ridiculous to take care of yourself or to go get a massage or lay down and go to the chiro- chiropractor or, or to care about yourself. Y'all niggas think it's gay to care about yourself. Why do I listen to y'all niggas, man? Y'all niggas are losers in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying everybody. I don't want to be negative and and come down on everybody. But I'm saying the niggas that I'm talking about. Niggas be losers. We went to school with a bunch of losers. Y'all know that. They grew up. We all grew up and went to school together and graduated. And y'all know who I'm talking about because they still the same person they was when we graduated. Y'all still the same person. Hold on one second. Excuse me. I had to, um, give me some water, bro. Thirsty as hell. I ain't had no water all day. ooh But anyway, uh, instantly fixed my voice too. But anyway, bro, <clears throat> you know, we got to stop listening to these niggas, man. These niggas just hurt. They walking around with this, all this pain and all this self-hate telling us what to do. I don't got to listen to you, nigga. I'm a grown man with a business and people in my life that love me, a woman that loves to touch me and a woman that loves me to touch her. How you going to play a woman coochie with your fingernails dirty, nigga? Ugh. Ugh, nigga, No. We listening to niggas that still sitting on their fucking mama couch, rolling up dirt weed and some bum-ass raps. Tell us how to take care of ourselves. I'm not listening to you niggas. Y'all niggas ain't never even been nowhere. Niggas never even been off the porch. Y'all niggas ain't never even left the city before. Y'all niggas is sitting here telling me how to live. You ain't never even been nowhere. Why would I listen to you? The world is so much bigger than these dumbass streets that we claim. And it's crazy how these conversations can branch into so many other conversations. So many. But the world is so big, cultures differ everywhere. It's, you can go to the east side, and the culture is different than it is on the west side of Detroit. I can go to New York and niggas think totally different than they do here. I can go to New Orleans. Totally different language, slang, dialect, diet. Everything is different. Why am I listening to you niggas about what I should do as a man? And then half you niggas ain't even men. You just niggas. Y'all niggas don't take care of y'all kids. Y'all don't take care of y'all women. And y'all don't even take care of y'all yourselves. Why am I listening to a nigga that don't know how to care about anything tell me how to care about me? You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to start doing manicures. I want to go get pedicures. Never had one. You know, I used to take care of my feet a lot better than I do. Now, my feet are not ugly either, nigga, so chill on me. But, like, my feet could definitely use some motherfucking work, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of men need to go to the motherfucking nail place and let let these motherfucking um nail techs take care of you, my my nigga. Cuz we down bad out here outside. Most of us are I ain't never had no pedicure and it's not really because I don't want one or because I um was too afraid or some shit. I just just haven't like and that's that 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 leads to another point that I should talk about one day is the the concept of procrastination. I'm about to put that on my my list right now. But, um, that could be a topic for another day, but I just be procrastinating because I'm sitting here with the idea now and I've had this idea plenty of times, but I just never call and do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and it also doesn't help that I don't really know uh, where to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like finding a barbershop. You can't just go to any barbershop to get your hair cut. You got to find the barbershop for you, a good barbershop. I don't know like how to choose a good nail place. I have no idea, but that's why you should talk to people that do women, and other whoever it is, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, bro, we 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 can take care of ourselves without feeling threatened. It's like it you, the fact that you think these small things threaten your masculinity or your sexuality speaks more to more about the how weak you are versus how weak you aren't. The fact that you think a manicure can make a person switch from heterosexual to homosexual. It really speaks to just, like, how weak you you already are. Or if you think a motherfucker going to do something like, uh, you know, whatever it might be, you know, get a, a facial as a man. You know, y'all niggas walk around looking like a fucking Domino's pizza by the face, and you're afraid to go get a facial. And you're like, that's gay, huh? You walk around pus oozing out your fucking face, telling me it's gay to get a facial. Y'all niggas ugly and don't know how to take care of yourself. And you stank telling me it's gay to get a facial. I've never had that either, but I would. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't have skincare routines. We don't. Typically, we don't. Black men. I can't speak about white men. I don't know them. But black men, we don't be having skincare routines. We don't even do shit like that. Most of us. You know what I'm saying? In, In these environments that I'm living in. The hood, we don't think like that because it's all about survival. Niggas is so focused on surviving that they can't worry about other things. But then because it's almost like crabs in a barrel, it's like because you can't do these things or because you can't take care of yourself properly, when you see another man taking care of himself, you perceive it as being weakness or soft or gay. It's ass backwards, my, my nigga. You know it doesn't make any sense, bro. We need to take care, better care of ourselves. And uh I've been doing that lately. I've been getting massages. The first massage I had was in Miami. It was just like I was like, shit, I'm in Miami, bro. I'm about to, you know, I'm about to get the whole package. It was the first time I'd ever been as a 32-year-old man. i had never been to Miami. And I was like, "Man, let's let's go get some massages, it was me and my my cousins." <laughs> Me, and my cousin, and my homeboy. Excuse me. And I was like, man, we should go get some massages. See, we in Miami. We on the beach. It's bad women out here, outside. You know what I'm saying? Let's go Let's go get a massage. Get some good food. We talk about the strip club, all kind of shit. We like, we in Miami. I might as well do everything. We went and had massages. It was amazing. And then I came home, and I was addicted to massages. I was getting them, like, every couple weeks, every few weeks. Um, I went to a couple black masseuses, a couple of black masseuses I found online. I couldn't get in touch with, but I ended up uh, through Instagram. I ended up finding, um, a couple of masseuses in there. They were good. I had a, a house call girl. Uh, she like, she do house calls. She come here. She, you know, find like where you want to lay out, nigga, choose the couch or you want to lay on the floor. Or she was like, she'd even bring an air mattress for your, for your ass. Um, but I laid on the couch. She gave me my massage. I think it was an hour long. Maybe it was an hour and a half. I can't remember. But she was good. You know what I'm saying? And then there was another girl in, I went to in Southfield, and she had a she had her own suite. It was cold, so I got to support black businesses. You know, meet some people, build some relationships. You know, you know, and feel good and take care of myself. And mind you, I have I had back problems for years like I mentioned earlier, and the massages was healing me, bro. Made my back feel good. It was like I was going to these, I was going to authentic Thai or Chinese uh, massage places, right? And some of the places I went to, they, they did the practice where they would walk on your back. I went to this one place in Garden City where this uh, masseuse, she literally was on my back crawling on her elbows and knees like as pressure points because she was so small. She was on my back on her elbows and knees and hands, like getting my back together, bro. It was amazing. I ain't never, and that was the only masseuse I've ever seen do that since or before. I never seen no shit like that. But it all fixed my back, bro. I did manual labors for 11 years straight before I started doing this studio thing full time. And my back was in shambles, and I finally, healed myself by stop listening to you niggas. I went to a black chiropractor on liver noise and six mile or seven mile liver noise, seven mile. It's called eye care, spine and rehabilitation or something like that. Something like that. Rehabilitation is spine. Eye care. Look it up. Go get. And if you go tell them I sent you to. I want my credit. It's a black chiropractor, a black doctor. And y'all niggas walk around talking about what's gay. I'm done listening to dumbass niggas, bro. I promise. But I think that's the end of this episode. I could talk about this shit for mad long, but I think you get the point. I don't want to ramble. I appreciate you for listening. Uh, Yet again, I got to make sure I start saying this. Uh, Please like this video share this video subscribe to the channel i don't be saying that i did gain subscribers since i've been doing this just a few and people have been watching i appreciate all of you i appreciate the feedback i appreciate the um you know the time that you give me out of your day to listen to me talk about this stupid shit that i talk about man i really do appreciate that um this is just something that i do to blow off steam and like i said it's just I like, I like being able to talk on this platform and get these ideas out and then to find out that so many of y'all agree with me too. It's really crazy. And then even I have people disagree with me, but even the disagreements lead to a better understanding of things because if you could present an opposing argument to me and then it could change the way that I view things, we can stop walking around thinking shit is gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Uh, Please, please, every time, everybody that watched this, please click the like button. I don't know what it do, but it does something, according to YouTubers. Click like. Share this shit with people. Let them know what they, you know what I'm saying? Present this to somebody and challenge the way that they think. Niggas is out here smelling like shit, trying to appease some man while your woman is begging you to get in the shower and... Use some smell good, you know what I'm saying? Send this to them. Whatever. My name is Red Karan. The full name, Red Karan. I'm an engineer and I'm cold. I'm good at it. Um, episode 4 Strange, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll be back next week. Never with the young shit, niggas was quick to call me lame. Tables was turning, bridges burn, it's all the same. And now we all of age, and niggas call me for that game. The ones you talk down is your big homies now. Depending on the day, my financial.